1: Going on, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the All Elite Podcast, right here in the No Holds Barred Network, your source for all wrestling podcast content and more. I am your host, as always, the self proclaimed greatest host, the man with no nickname. I'm just Kyle Masters. There's no Canadian Kyle, there's no Poutine Kyle. We're not doing this and continue to say it week by week here. But I'm your host, and I'm always joined by my co host. She is the EVP Giggles, the Heartbreak Chick, the Queen. I'm the Indies herself.
2: That's Tiffany. <laughs> I
1: right, pointed I pointed left, but you're not left today. You're down. Because <laughs> of the layout. Well. <laughs> well, think, well, well,
2: well. You're Grinch today because you well, know I'm the Grinch. What? Supposed to be, you know, in the Christmas period. A pe- period like I'm already like The Christmas I'm
1: period about. I'm supposed to be in. <laughs> If you all didn't know, I'm the I'm not in the Christmas period today. I may be in the Christmas period tomorrow. But we'll see. Not for this podcast. I am not in the Christmas period. <laughs> but what Tiff's trying to say is spirit. But I am. If you look at my background, look. Look. Look at that. Look at all that stuff. I can't. Like, look at all I'm that gone. stuff. That's all christmas oh, It's been there Grinch. for weeks.
2: You're the freaking Grinch. You were supposed I to be. I ain't Grinch. no Grinch. Hell. You were supposed to be Christmas kale, and I'm very excited. Christmas right now. kale, kale.
1: <laughs> no, you want me to be Santa Claus? No, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't no, have. I want you to be Christmas kale. I thought you wanted to be like Kyle Claus, isn't that what you called me last week? We call you
2: Kale. We don't even call you Kyle. We call you Kale.
1: Anyways, you I'm not like dressing kale. as Santa Claus because I don't have a bat. I don't have a suit in a You're closet somewhere ready to go. You're
2: a goddamn Grinch. I'm <laughs> not a Grinch.
1: Why am I Grinch? You know what? And Tiff's drinking, by the way, today, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, it's been a rough day, so she's broken out the whole. It's five o'clock somewhere cup. So
2: yeah, look, like it's green. It's green. Christmas spirit. I mean, no, the Isaiah Christmas period. <laughs> Isan could be very happy right now of having cranberry vodka. So Ooh. and I put, a I was a little extra with the vodka, if you know me, because yeah.
1: you you're not having a little gin and juice.
2: No, no, Jen, I can't do Jen. That's that's rough. Whew.
1: They would be <laughs> proud if you did gin. And juice.
2: I'd be, be like on the like the table.
1: <laughs> Ooh, this is a podcast, AEW is gonna- great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm sporadically going to change my headpieces throughout this episode. So, oh, well,
1: you guys are in for a treat if you're watching live on YouTube. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ollie Podcast. Throw myself and tip talk about everything in the AEW world. We have a special episode today, as you can see. If you're watching the video version, or if you're listening back in the audio, if you're downloading the episode, thank you very much. We are doing the AEW 2020 year in review show. We did this last year, where we kind of just broke down. I mean, last year there wasn't really a full year to break down; it was kind of like a half year. Kind of just broke down about you know what AEW did in that in that half a year and gave like our favorite matches and our favorite papers and all that stuff. We're gonna do it in this one, and we're just gonna basically talk about. You know, what a actual year it's been for AEW, and especially in a year where we have a global pandemic. I think they've done really well throughout a global pandemic. So it's, a year. Year. it's been a year <laughs> to you New Yorkers who get that. People that are not from New York are like, what the hell does that mean? You making an animal noise? What's this yeah. animal noise you do? <laughs> Sounds like a goat. I'm going to make Tiff spitter spitter drink out yikes anyways uh while tiff does that i'm gonna stay here and get to the talk uh yeah so if you're new so we my again for myself tiff talk about everything in aw world if you're a returning uh fan thank you for coming back Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. If you are a Patreon member, to our uh, couple of people who are Patreon members, thank you again. Shout-outs to all of you, each and every single week. That is Bob from the Bob Culture Podcast. Ooh, Kilroy, ooh. It's my boy right there. And uh, the third one, I always forget his name, but Tiff knows his name all the time.
2: Graham. Graham.
1: Graham. I'm going to have to add him on. Does he have Twitter?
2: Yes. Okay, I'm going to have to add him on Twitter. Yes.
1: Or if he's watching this, add me up, you know.
2: He probably follows you already.
1: Probably. I'm going to have to look. <laughs> but thank you. And if you guys want to be a patron for the No Holds Bar Network, as little as $1 a month gets you access to really cool exclusive content, uh, access to our giveaways, and access to uh, cool podcasts you won't see on the network like the one myself and Tiff do, the uh, Free For All, which we're, I think we're about due for another episode soon, Tiff. So we're going to have to talk off air here. Um, uh, you know what?
2: To just do it right after while like really freaking <laughs>
1: oh boy <laughs> if i have time for that we'll see um but yeah guys just a little as a dollar a month supports the network in every which way or form if you are looking to support the network patreon is where to do it link it will be down in the description below it is in the no holds bar network link tree so just click that and you'll get yourself there but yeah we're here to do the year in review show i'm excited yeah. very excited to do this
2: you know let me just start off by saying that you know aw gave us like the best that they can with a pandemic for the year 2020, it's been a crazy year. So at least we've had some sort of wrestling and like, they really did the best that they can. And I know a lot of stuff that we did get with a W wasn't, uh, what we were supposed to get. I'm upset that I didn't get to go to blood and guts. And I know Kyle's upset that he didn't get to go. And I know even a lot of subs and a lot of friends of ours, like they were going to go to to
1: Rochester. That's literally where Matt Hardy and Brody Lee debuted that episode. I was supposed to be there live to watch that.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's been rough.
1: For a new company to have done what they've done this year during a global pandemic is incredible. Like yeah. they've gained more of an audience. They've broken demographics. They've done a lot of cool things that, you know, you probably yeah. wouldn't expect a company to do being stuck in one area. And I think it's been a very, very successful, very, very big year for AW. They've grown roster wise. They've grown um how can I say this? They've grown, uh, I guess a maturity of how to, uh, break down a show and how to build a show. And I think they're, they're really like coming into their own of, of what they're, what they are, what, you know, people tr- were trying to figure out the last time we did this of what is AEW? Like, what kind of show are they? They, you know, they it was still kind of fairly new and people were still trying to figure them out. I think they kind of know what they're about now. And it's, right. it's just going to keep going up from here.
2: Right. I mean, they did the best that they can, even like, uh, even like the little criticism, like, I feel like, you know, you can't be so hard on them because they really did do the best that they can with people getting trapped in other countries and they couldn't fly out to Jacksonville. And like, they really did do the best, right? Like, I mean, they even put the roster in, um, you know, in the seats to give us some sort of audience and it's been entertaining and it's, it's started feuds and it's, you know, it's really been something and now like they're getting like a little bit of the fans back, which is great. I mean, I wish like I can go down there and go see something, but I'm scared to travel like that. To yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, I live in a different country. So, like, <laughs> well,
2: yeah, you live in a different country. Like, I mean, I can even like drive down there. I mean, it'd be like 24 hours, to, like drive down there. But, you know, so 24 it's been, it's, hours. It's Oof,
1: It's a big drive. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know
2: how people do that. A lot of people do that from New York to florida it's
1: yeah. like a 24 hour straight drive i did it a few years ago for mania i drove all the way to new orleans like that was a full day like that was insane i don't think i'd ever oh well depends i might do it again if aw runs like a stadium show in florida who knows uh, i'd probably fly but <laughs> i don't yeah. think i drive from here to florida but uh yeah Bless i mean you. what'd you say
2: Bless you for doing that. Like, cause I don't think I could do it. I think like, I mean, I drove up to Canada and it was like good, like 12 hours for me once. And that was rough for me. So I can't imagine doing 24 hours and like, that's a lot. But yeah,
1: even me, like, cause I live on the border, but like, it's still rough for me.
2: (laughs) It's crazy how like Kyle's like a 45 minute plane ride to me, but yet it's like a 12, 13 hour drive. It's so crazy to me. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. I still won't forget that plane ride from last year where I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm on a plane and it's like 10 minutes later. It's like we're going to uh, about to descend here. and I'm like, Wait, what?
2: <laughs> I <still laughs> like the fact that Kyle was like, did you leave your house yet? No. What are you doing? And I'm like, relax. It's not even <laughs> 10 minutes from my house, but you should leave. Kyle, don't worry about it. And I still got there before. Like the like, Kyle said, I swear to guy, the the like... just said. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So guys like we want you to participate in the chat too like i mean we're going to go into you know our um you know our picks but we'd love to hear from you as well too our so picks. i'll be reading your your conversations in the chat as well so yeah
1: and like i also want to add too like you if you remember the beginning of this year like AW was going fire like AW was on the the rise and they were fire at the beginning of this year you remember like everything they did in January and then february hit when revolution hit everything leading up to revolution was amazing. The whole like John Moxley winning the championship and, and, you know, like the, the passion he had for winning that. And we really felt it. And then, you know, we had the match of the year, I think still are probably the greatest tag team match I've ever seen with hangman and Kenny and the bucks. We've had, we had the pack versus Kenny and the, uh, the iron man match. We had Cody versus Wardlow in the cage match. Like so much was happening in those first two months and then COVID hit. And it's like, it sucked because it really did put a damper. As much as you don't want to see it, it put a damper on everything. They were forced to relocate. They built a AEW set inside QT Marshall's gym. And we were there for a few weeks until they could get uh, Daly's Place figured out. And then now, like ever since they've been at Daily's Place, they did such a great job. Even with in the beginning with no fans. And then when they got it approved to have 20% capacity and we saw how good they did it with the safety protocols, making everyone wear their mask, distance apart, putting people in pods and keeping them all the way up in the rafters so it's not close to ringside. They've done everything correct. Like, this is a brand new company. You couldn't have expect. You could probably sit there and have said, like, oh, they're going to do everything right and been assured. But, again, we don't really know. Like, they're a brand new company. We don't know how they're going to handle something like this. They were literally just a year old and they have the war- they have to deal with a global pandemic. Like that's really sucks for a new company that's trying to be a massive company out there and they f- they had a really successful first year and then a global pandemic hits. That's tough. That's extremely tough.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. It's but even like to watch it through like BTE as well, like when Matt and Nick were in the airport and they were like filming everything, they're like, oh, we're very big into like documenting all this stuff as well. And just to see like the airports like completely empty and them flying to Jacksonville and even seeing the things of the, they were taking tests and seeing the bracelets and all things like that, like are so important Um it's really, it's really been an interesting year, and it's not over.
1: <laughs> no, it technically, yeah, we still have what, another week. Of, I mean, we could have done this next week, but it's okay. Like, it, it's one episode. Like, I don't think a lot's going to happen in next week's episode. I know it's like the year, the part one of New York Smash, but right. uh, I don't think anything significant is going to happen enough to include a new year in review show. Hopefully, <laughs> um, but it's good. We did decide to do this. Uh, we decided to do this podcast today, obviously, with the uh, holiday being this week, like the holiday day, it which it wouldn't have worked out for me and Tiff, especially with what's going on. So we it worked to give out. You yeah, yeah. We, we want to, to give to you guys give something. something. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys can enjoy this all week, especially if the people who are not tuning in live. If they had prior commitments, that's fine. We appreciate all of you that listen, either if you're listening live, watching back, downloading the episode on audio, you know, All of you guys mean actually the world to us because if it wasn't for you guys, I literally don't think me and Tiff would be continuing on here. So, you know, you guys are just as big of a part of this show than we are. So we would just want you guys to know like each and every single week, we appreciate everybody that tunes in. Whether you're a silent listener, whether you're a person that's chatting a lot in the chat, like everybody is appreciated here. You guys mean the absolute world to us. So... Uh, thank you for your continued support and for keeping me and Tiff going here as we're like one we're 115 episodes in and we plan on just keep on going here. So,
2: ah, damn. Really? Wow. What? No, I can't believe we're 115. Yeah,
1: episodes. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anywho, snowflakes. Rihu. Oh, no. Tiff switching the hat. She's already switching. So if you all your listeners, she had a crown on. I forget what it was. Exactly. I think it was snowflakes,
2: snowflakes and reindeer. Now and
1: you're reindeer. an elf. <laughs> Oh, God. This is going to be some episode.
2: <laughs> I should have grabbed the mistletoe one. I didn't grab it. I had well, who are you going to kiss? You're
1: going to get Duff in here and you're going to give your plop a sloppy kiss on McDuff's I'm like mustache kiss face.
2: Drivers. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I think people want to see you with Duff.
2: Duff's on my bed.
1: I know. He, he's he's, gonna not, bite me. Like, he's not allowed on the podcast. If you guys don't know, T- Duff but- tends to. I remember like he early, be- yeah. I remember like early episodes when you didn't used to do that. Remember he used to like like climb on your leg and and bug the hell out of you, and you'd have to like throw the toy.
2: God, so like <laughs> he wants to play, and then he comes on the podcast, and then he's like shy. And he puts his head away because he knows it's the camera. So, but that's okay. Smart doggo. Yeah. So well, he's cutie. Well,
1: okay. So we'll talk about <laughs> the entire year of AW Dynamite, and not gonna go like by month by month here. That would be <laughs> we have like like an eight hour show here, but. uh so I wrote some, I guess you can call them awards, and I wrote podcast awards when I was advertising. It's basically just like, you know, pay-per-view of the year, this person of the year, and yeah. I've written my answers, and I also have some honorable mentions that we can go over as well. Um, but uh, we'll start out with, uh, like, Dynamite of the Year. So this was tough. So obviously Dynamite's a weekly show. It's 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 really tough to gather You know, a bunch of dynamites that you liked and decipher each one and, and, you know, which one was a dynamite of the year. Because a lot of dynamites happened this year where maybe one good thing happened on that show. And it was, you know, not it it was really good, but it maybe not necessarily uh, converted to maybe the entire show being a good dynamite. So it's really tough to pick through them. And to me as a whole. Yeah. To me, a complete I consider it a complete episode, like more than one thing happens that affects storyline, that affects, you know, affects stuff that actually matter rather than, you know, like, oh, like someone did this and next week they're gonna have a match. I'm not totally talking about that. Something it has to be something big. So I I I tried my best to scour through and think about all the dynamites that happened this year. I can only pick one. And I pick and it was recent. (laughs) It was very recent. December second winter is coming is I picked the dynamite of the year because so much happened on that show. That was incredible, and it was a complete episode. And I think, wasn't that the show that almost, I'm pretty sure, it got close to a million views?
2: Yeah, it was yeah. close to a million
1: views. So, Sting debuted on that show. We had Kenny versus Moxie for the world title. We saw what happened, which basically has t- turned the wrestling universe upside down with Don Callis and Kenny Omega like joining forces, right? Then you had Jericho versus Kazarian, which has never happened ever, and that was like a battle of two grizzled vets that been around in the game. Like I remember they said something crazy. Like there was like 40 or 50 plus years experience between the two. And they actually had a really good match. Uh, The dynamite ring battle Royal. We finally got to see like the second time that that thing's ever been defended since the first time MJF got that. And that battle Royal was very exciting. I mean, you know, we have our opinions on battle Royals, but what we got out of it, you know, we got orange Cassidy versus MJF with the following week, but you know, we had actually had something out of it. We actually got, Something to do with that dynamite ring, because I think for a year now, from what I remember on our podcast, Tiff, we've been sitting there going, like, is MGF going to do anything with that ring? That was our question, like, almost every other yeah. podcast was like, okay, what's he doing with the ring? Is that thing going to be defended? Is it being treated as a defense? Like, we, we asked that for an entire year, and it literally took an entire year for us to find out.
2: I mean, I'm glad that they did it, but... At the same time too, like I said, I knew Arch Cassidy wasn't gonna win it because it didn't make sense. Arch Cassidy didn't need the ring, right? MJF needed the ring because I feel like MJF needed something like that. But oh, it suits
1: and it suits the hell out of him. Like yeah. I
2: mean, it's yeah. I mean, Kyle picked this episode and it's like I couldn't sit here and think of an episode as a full. It, it's just like that hard to like go back all those weeks and like which one stood out to me. Like I I can't like think about it. So I'm just gonna leave blank. Like if you go into like moment, which we'll get into next or whatever, like that. But I didn't want to like say the same thing like Kyle said. So I'm kind of up in the air as a whole of a dynamite
1: episode. Yeah. So if you guys, you guys can help her out. If you guys know of a dynamite episode, it's not December second. And if you're in a live chat, drop it in. If you are watching back, drop a comment on YouTube or even tweet at us. If you if you think of an episode where you think could be considered a dynamite of the year and a complete episode, not just. Again, yeah, not, not just a Dynamite just episode moment. with one moment. Multiple. Yeah.
2: Because I know there was a bunch of episodes that I did like, but for whatever reason, like i can't remember i was like sitting and i didn't have time to like go back and like do any research to do it because there's so much substance going on <laughs>
1: you know it probably would have been harder if there was no pandemic because you imagine all the good episodes of dynamite yeah, we could have had well <laughs>
2: it probably would have you know what it probably would have winded being blood and guts because i would have been there and we would have got that match and that probably would have been my favorite because it would have been a different experience for me because i would have went to the episode so i'm wondering also too like if we didn't have the pandemic would you have felt the same way too with going to rochester
1: yeah so well, that would have been multiple moments you talked about blood and that's being one thing. Multiple yeah, things I happen on mine.
2: But it's Jersey, and it's like again, like I, I just feel like it would have been just a. Uh,
1: it's I Jersey. Guess. Oh, because it's Jersey. <laughs> that automatically. Oh, oh, you said Jersey. You know what? Now nah, you said that. <laughs> that makes
2: everything right now.
1: <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, let's move on. Anywho.
2: All right, let's go on. Moment of the
1: year. So. Okay. Moment again, of the year. It's tough. So much happened, and I, like I said earlier, like the first two months before the pandemic, cr- like Dynamite and AEW were on, on the trend. They were going high. They were fire, like complete fire, like I said before. And then even during the pandemic, there was a lot of great moments that we saw, like whether it had been Matt Hardy or Brody Lee's debut. Brody Lee as the, the exalted one. Uh, Matt Hardy joining AEW. People had questions if he was going to join it. There was so much that happened in this year. But to me still to this day, one moment that sticks out to me and it's I'll say the moment and people are like, "Okay," but to me, you have to kind of dissect it a little bit. So my moment of the year was when Cody Rhodes did the backflip off the steel cage. Now it was on AW Dynamite February
0: 19th. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com.
1: Now the reason I picked that is because that was an incredible finish to the match. That was AEW's first ever steel cage match, which I think they did a very good job at illustrating it was... The storyline that was going into that, right? Like he had to beat Wardlow in order to face MJF at uh, Revolution, um, and it was you know Ward. I think that was pretty sure that was Wardlow's. Like wasn't that his debut match as well? I'm almost certain that was his debut match, and it was a steel cage match against Cody Rhodes in his home in, in his home state of Georgia. So like right. there was so much that went into this match that made it my moment of the year, and the fact that he climbed up did not look. If you watch back, he did not look back once. He didn't turn around once. He had to trust that MJF and the ref would have been in the proper place to not hit any of them while climbing up to the rope up to the top, got to the top and it automatically does a backflip like that is incredible the amount of trust you had to have had and that takes a lot of like you know, cojones to do something like that so I applaud Cody Rhodes for even attempting that and that was just an incredible way to end the match One, two, three, it was over that's 100% my moment of the year.
2: Cool. My moment of the year. Cool. Is
1: when- <laughs> sure. Why not?
2: Just the alcohol. Oh, it's kicking in. Um, When Matt Hardy went after Sammy G in the golf cart.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <was> really- yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I swear. It just, like, always, like, stuck out to me. I was like, this is the most funniest shit. And then it, like, pushed off into the pay-per-view as well. And it was just, like, a funny moment that everybody was memeing. It was the best. Like The amount of memes
1: that came out of that. Like, what? The amount of memes that came out of that. I
2: know. That's why I'm saying it's definitely, like, moment of the year for me for 2020. Because, like, I just love it. And, like, Sammy just running. It was just one of the best things that was probably so simple that it was it was just great so that's definitely my pick for it <laughs>
1: here's the bell in your hat go off and when you move i can hear it move <laughs> anywho um i mean yeah the my thing my favorite meme that came out of that was uh when i think someone put 2020 on the golf cart and then sammy was like me in 20 my me 2019 self or my 2019 self walking into 2020 <laughs> or like it had like not yeah. was COVID or something like that it was so fun. I, remember, I can't remember I it
2: think also was it also the the brandy face making at sammy too yeah was that, that was a meme
1: too? too yeah that was
2: like another one that was like great like the, the memes that we've gotten out of this year has been great
1: so yeah. and there's yeah. the, the, sleep, the sleeping tyson at ringside was a meme as well oh my god it's
2: great so many memes you remember that
1: mike tyson like what oh nothing god. ever thank god nothing ever happened out of that
2: now you say that. Now I feel like it's gonna happen. It's
1: gonna nope. be a Stop believing that that's never <laughs> gonna happen. That's done.
2: I feel like the pandemic fucked it up, but I feel like we really thank were supposed God. To get that.
1: <laughs> thank God, because that was awful. Like remember him? He ripped his shirt off and he was just like flexing in Jericho's face. Oh, that was so bad. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, that's a cool moment though. That's that that literally is I, I if I hadn't thought of Cody Rhodes' backflip, I probably would have picked that too. Like that was really good. Um This is also tough. Pay per view match of the year. Um so I picked one and I actually have two honorable my, I have two honorable mentions. Um and this was tough. So it was between these three matches and I had to pick one. So I picked Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and the Bucks at AEW Revolution is my match of the year. It was so good. Like it's it's a match you can literally sit there and go back and watch. One of those matches where you keep going back and watching. But it's also one of those matches where you keep going back to watch and you're like, damn, like this was such a good match because of the storyline and just they put it all out on the line in this match. And my two honorable mentions that I also had were Pac versus Orange Cassidy at AW Revolution as well. I actually love that match and I, and I I gave it match of the year quality because of it was, okay, Orange Cassidy's AW debut match and because of what they did with him leading up to that point I've brought it up on the podcast they they made him a spectacle like they made him a once in a lifetime thing where you you know you got to be there to watch him wrestle and the crowd reacted uh, the crowd reaction throughout the whole match made that match exciting and it's one of the matches I use to introduce someone into AEW as well so right. it was so good so I have that as my one honorable mention I also have actually I have 3 I have Kenny Omega versus uh Oh, no, wait, no, this is a pay match of the year. I skipped the wet. My bad. Um, so, yeah, Pac versus Orange Cassidy, and then the Stadium Stampede match at uh, Double or Nothing is an uh, honorable mention as well. That whole thing was so good. One, Kyle. One. I said one. They're honorable mentions.
2: I know, but you should have waited until, like, after I did my pick.
1: <laughs> Why?
2: <laughs> because
1: the Stadium Stampede was my pick. Yeah, that it doesn't affects- ma- That doesn't affect anything. affects everything. No, it does not. You're letting it affect it.
2: <laughs> I extra, leave okay, me alone anyways, okay?
1: Those are my two audible mentions my matched year 100% Bucks versus Hangman and Kenny But yeah. you, you pick stadium snippy why
2: I I don't know because it really was like one of my favorite matches. Like it was so much fun. And again, like I said, I think um and I talk about this like on indie talks and under the ropes and uh even like wrestle forum like the other day that I think I really did learn to come in with an open mind. And I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I think the fact that the indies kind of changed my mind with a lot of thought process of what I was used to. So I love like that we got a bunch of like little different things. I love like fat that matt jackson was doing um the locomotion to a touchdown because you guys know like that's like my favorite move of matt jackson there was just like little things the pool with ortiz and santana that was cracking me up so yes there are technical matches yes this isn't the match for it, but one of those things that just stood out to me that i just sat here and i just laughed and with everything going on with the pandemic and you know like so much negativity out there that it was like i could look back at this and i could just like laugh because that's really like where the factor was so it just stood out to me that i was like this is great and again like i said i know a lot of people didn't like it but i was entertained like hell so that's why that's like my pay-per-view match of the year
1: i mean that one and even the last cinematic match we got between sammy and matt hardy was so good yeah, like that was at full gear. Yeah. Like that was fantastic. But yeah, like stamp. So much happened that stadium stampede. Um, mm-hmm. the bar scene where Kenny and Hangman drank like milk in a in a in a shot of whiskey. Um, the whole yeah, even was the finish a
2: lot of storytelling in yeah. it. There really was
1: the finish, like the one wing angel off the top uh, of like the top of that like football thing through a table. Like yeah. it was such a good match, so good. And like even after what happened after with the t shirts, they had like the inner circle winning t-shirts yeah. and then like on the, the following dynamite they had like a whole truck truckload ordered <laughs>
2: it's great like i uh, said there was so things that came out of that match and i think like as a whole and again like i said if you know if it was something like tiff give me like a technical match or something like that then that's a whole other story but like again like this just sticks out to me like this was just fun and and like i said there was a bunch of little spots that me personally that just entertained me and that i appreciated as a fan
1: yeah um so in terms of pay-per-view so aw's got four pay-per-views a year right. obviously revolution double or nothing all out and full gear we've mm-hmm. had all four uh i'll let you, tiff go first here tiff what was your pay-per-view of the year
2: um it was hard i had to go back and like look at the matches again as a whole
1: it was tough i like,
2: yeah. it was tough and i was like damn i was like and then i remembered like all Out should have probably been my favorite, but, like, even, like, the whole thing with Sammy and Matt, it kind of killed the whole vibe for me that Matt got hurt, and even though we did have some great matches after, like, it just killed my vibe for the pay-per-view, so I think that just kind of, like, stuck with me, and, like, that's horrible, because I don't like doing that, but I remember being in that vibe, so I'm actually gonna go with Full Gear, um, oh. because... There was, I know, surprising, right? I really like Full Gear because we really got some great matches out of here. Like Orange Cassidy and John Silver was such an amazing match. Um, And I know, again, like this isn't like really like a pick of maybe like a lot of people, but I think it kind of touches my heart with the indie side. And that's every time like I feel like something like that, I see that independent wrestling mode uh that I really truly love and then like that Eddie Kingston and and Mox it was such a good match and Young Bucks and FTR were so important so I feel like yeah I think as a whole this year for me personally like full year was my favorite one
1: yeah it was tough like I I did exactly what you did I went through uh Wikipedia and I went to like every pay-per-view and yeah. I looked at the match card I'm like damn like this is harder than I thought it was going to be but yeah. ultimately in the end for me I picked AW Revolution, obviously because it had my match of the year in it. Uh, I had my one runner up with Orange Cassidy and Pac on it. It had mm-hmm. Moxley winning the world title for the first time on it. It was just a complete amazing pay per view. Uh, MJF and Cody happened on it. Like the that was a a match, you know, uh, in the making for the the whole storyline behind that. And our boy, Di- our our theme song got used for the promo into that match. Dead to me, so. All those factors put together, I'm like, hey, it has to be Revolution. Like, there's, it's, it was tough matching up against the other ones, but Revolution meant the most, I think, to me. So I picked AW Revolution as my pay per view of the year. But again, guys, let us know if you're in a live chat. Let us know down below if you're watching back and tweet at us at All Elite Pod on it, the Twitter. Um, so this was also tough. <laughs> uh, I I put it Dynamite match of the year. Cause I know so many matches happen and two stick out to me the most, uh, the Ironman match between Pac and Omega that uh, seriously, I don't, I, I don't see enough people talking about it. I, I see people talking about it. I don't think enough people talk about it because that Ironman match was so freaking good. Like if you want a pure wrestling match, like go back and watch Pac and Kenny go at it for an hour. Like it was so good. Um, mm-hmm. Or Absolutely. was it a half hour? It might have been a half hour. I don't remember. Yeah, it was half an hour. Um, but then the other one that sticks out to me is this past December second, Omega versus Moxley. That was an incredible match for the title, and we had in the, in, the, in the, such a big finish that changed the landscape of professional wrestling with Impact and AEW aligning with Don Callis aligning with with Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega going full cleaner. Like it was an incredible match. So I picked. The Ironman match is mine, and Omega and Moxley is my honorable mention. But it was tough. Yeah. Again, I had to like go back and I had to read articles about other people's favorite Dynamite matches, but I could can only stick out with Pac and Omega. Pac and Omega's Ironman match was so good. So good. If, in terms of pure wrestling, it was that good. So I, I took pure wrestling into my pick
2: uh bill just sent to the chat and bill just said what i had originally picked oh so, bill
1: my boy bill what's up buddy bill,
2: bill this is why me and bill get because we're on the same page on this okay so when i sat here thought about it it was best friends versus ortiz and santana i knew you're gonna pick parking.
1: that what? <laughs> i knew you're actually gonna pick that
2: yeah you did i loved it again like again you could just see where my mindset is and of course i have that special piece with Ortiz and Santana seeing them in the indies and then like even like Trent being in the indies and so I I have those pieces about me but it was such an entertaining match like I think I like a lot of those types of matches and again I think AEW's brought out this love of tag team wrestling for me that I think I didn't have before AEW like whatever is tag team wrestling but the way that the like tag team division in AEW is just so amazing um and I just love Loved everything that we had sue and then we had like bits going on on bte <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it was kind of like a new york thing to me that maybe that's why it's so heartfelt to me damn, because new I'm a new Yorker.
1: damn new yorkers damn new yorkers i say hey
2: With you're, <laughs> you're-, <laughs> you're- <laughs> but yeah no i love that match that match was great like
1: mm-hmm.
2: it definitely sticks out to me so
1: it's tough. I, mean, it, I I find it really tough looking through all the dynamite matches and picking one of the matches of the year. But again, that one stuck out for you. Obviously, you have your New York roots tied into it. The yeah. the, the Ironman match means a lot to me because I love a full pure wrestling match. Uh, Storylines or not, I, I'm all about that. So again, it it, it, differ, it differs from everybody's picks. So again, let us know what you guys yeah. think. Um, But again, matches of the year are are tough to go through, especially when you're picking like a dynamite, which happens on a weekly basis. But one thing that Dynamite does good, and it's gonna nice transition here into our next category, is you know create breakout stars, and it's where stars come out of their shell and breakout. And we're doing breakout male and female of the year. We'll start with the male because I have it written down first here. Breakout male of the year, it's kind of it's kind of an obvious one. It's got to be Darby Allen because if you think about what Darby's done since the beginning of January until now, he's had an incredible year with going through the, 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 the tournaments, right? I think he was right. in that first tournament at the beginning of COVID um, for the TNT Championship, was he not? And I try to remember. It was Cody. Did Cody face Darby in the finals? Or did he face Lance Archer? I'm drunk, so I don't remember. You're drunk, <laughs> You're drunk already? I'm lit. Oh, my God. Don't make me think. Oh. <laughs> no, me. we're only halfway
2: done <laughs> I said I'd put a little extra something something a little <laughs> little
1: <bubbly>. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a little bit of bubbly in it anyways um, but yeah anyways but, but besides all that you think about the whole year that Darby's had he's it had an incredible year. year he's had an incredible second half of the year and he's really broken out. Like he was already big before in like in 2019. Well, with when AW first starting, and the you know the crowd really getting behind him and, and him gaining a following. But I think this year, really, he really broke out of his shell like even more, and he's really made himself a top star in the company. And I I gave him my breakout of the year. Great, yeah, breakout male of the year. God, English.
2: It was uh, Cody beat Spears and Allen and Archer.
1: There you go. That's right. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, Metal, you just messed me up. He said Johnny Hungy is Breakout. Who is John Johnny Hungy?
0: <laughs> that John should Silver. be Shirt
2: of the Year. We should have did Shirt of the Year, Kyle.
1: <laughs> shirt of the Year. Do you know how many shirts they release? Are you kidding me? I think there's more shirts than matches of the year. <laughs>
2: Johnny Hungy wins. Johnny Hungy.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. By
2: default, Johnny Hungy.
1: <laughs> is it your pick for Breakout Male Year? Are you going to... Okay
2: breakout for me is hangman page
1: oh i feel
2: like that he's come such a long way that i feel like he was always part of the elite Right, but he's really developed like this huge character this year, right? That it's like he's been very, like, we were thinking, Oh, he's gonna turn heel, he's not gonna turn heel, but he's been very interesting with like him drinking and him having socially him distancing himself, himself like, from the
1: elite, <laughs> he's been very what? socially distant from the elite,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been great, and this is what he needed, right? Like, that's what I said because. He definitely needed this to break away from them and become something. Not that nobody didn't know who he was, right? But now it's like he's starting to be somebody. So I feel like he's definitely your breakout male for AEW of 2020 because he's been very interesting to follow that story. Is he going to join the Dark Order? Is he going to go back and be with the elite? Is he going to keep drinking? And it's been entertaining us hell to watch it. And he's like, you know again i was compared to the Shawn michaels story or whatever like that with him and i feel like that is what i'm going to see of him and like i'm already become like a huge fan of him so i can only it's gonna mean that much more when he does become aew champion one day so that's why i think 2020 has been breakout for hangman page
1: i'm surprised you didn't say john silver
2: I had thought about that, but he he's gotten so much better, but I already knew how he was, but he's not there yet
1: no he's he not was there
2: yet he, he he's just not there yet
1: he didn't, he didn't really have a, a memorable first half so I understand why you picked yeah. hangman there like yeah. hangman is definitely the pick there and I, I I agree with you with that but again, you can stay here and say both darby and hangman. it's been their their biggest year here in the company and really have transcended themselves into that next level. So we'll see what 2021 brings their way, especially Darby, who is now the TNT champion. And he looks good with that TNT yeah. belt. My gosh, especially when he's in the rafters and he's holding it and he does like those sinister grins and Oh man, perfect. Perfect. Right. Um, we into the females. This was, it's kind of pretty obvious because again, we've talked about this for weeks on this podcast or forever in this podcast, the AW women's division needs work. It's an obvious sign that it needs work. They don't have a lot of top stars. So to pick up breakout female is tough. Like she has been their champion for like the most of eight uh, of 2020, not really a breakout star. She was already like a top star when she's coming into this company. You saw a member when they first started AW, she was one of the the, the first three that were introduced. Um, So she really didn't really have a breakout year because she was already, you know, breaking out as soon as she entered the company. So in terms of 2020, I can only think of one female that's had a really big year in terms of what she's done and what they've done with her character, and that's Britt Baker because everything they've done with Britt Baker this year has been insane. Like you, you think of all the storyline she's been a part of, the whole wheelchair thing with her, like rehabbing in the in the golf cart, and her like you know sliding those messages up to uh, Tony Schiavone, and you know her bringing this new show on Dark, which has been a really big hit. And then now, like her feud with Thunder Rosa, like Britt Baker has had a big, big year in AEW for 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 2020. So I picked her as my breakout female.
2: Yeah, Bill said Abaddon. By the way,
1: <laughs> now there's only one reason why Bill is saying Abaddon. If you guys don't know, you see my Twitter name says it all. Abaddon scares the living shit out of me, and I. She's not a – I could say maybe she's a breakout star, but you're just doing that to scare me because you want me to think about Abaddon. Now I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Yeah, Abaddon yeah. scares the hell out of me, plain simple. And I lost a bet to Tiff, and, you know, when things go back to normal, there'll be a video. There'll be me meeting Abaddon yeah. or whatever meet and greet I can get to to meet her.
2: Yes, it's going to happen one day. <sighs> But yes. I definitely agree with you, breakout, because Britt has come a long way, and really, she really, really has. Like you said, like she was known, and it looked like that they were going to build her as like the main uh, woman there. But yeah. she needed. But she was a lot introduced of work, with Sheeta,
1: so. but like you know, you remember in 2019, she really didn't like. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't really put on the spot, sort of say. Like she was just there. But right. I feel like twenty twenty they've they've really, you know, broke her out of her shell and done a lot more with her. Right.
2: She's gotten so much better on the mic i mean she's a better heel if the storylines have been better like you just believe it more like she's actually been having the time again like i spoke about before that you can't sit here and expect that somebody from the independent scene to come over to major company and know how to work the cameras like these things are so important that's why like i preach about independent wrestling because it is important to our foundation for these main level companies that they really don't know and the fact that like again like I see a lot of backstage stuff that a normal fan wouldn't see so I'm understanding a lot better than an average fan would but Again, like a lot of these guys didn't know that maybe they were working once or twice a month doing independent shows, you know, maybe they're not used to working as much as they are. They're not used to being on television, you know, like, okay, yeah, you're doing promos, you're putting them up on Twitter, but it's so different now being in AEW. So with being, you know, with some of the best of the best that you're working with you know, like Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega and Jericho, you're only going to get better. And that's why I always say, like, you have to give that credit because- you know they're in the unknown and it's only going to get better we've said that we said that it was only going to get better and it has and she's been really believable and it. it's like now we're going to get this whole thing with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa which Thunder Rosa is going to make Britt Baker even more of a star than Britt Baker already is so definitely breakout female of the year for me yeah
1: um so this was tough Tiff I, I told Tiff i take this out but I'll just give the honorable mention. I, I did write in our list AW Dark Wrestler of the Year. And it's tough to pick something like that because, you know, we don't always tune into Dark as much as we should. Um right. and you know, a lot goes on, on Dark. There's always someone new appearing on Dark. And I picked one person just because of the year he's had on AW Dark. Yeah. I mean, the whole story with Dark, I think, for most of the year was, you know, Cutler and in Avalon. The whole story between them two trying to get their first wins in AEW, then becoming a tag team and then trying to get a W and they're still not doing good. And then finally, eventually Cutler and Avalon each getting their wins and they've been, you know, they've been undefeated ever since. So I pick Cutler, you know, Cutler makes, footage, our boy that's our, Cutler. boy.
2: that's our boy. So he just wins by default. Yeah. <laughs> No, so, but it's great, like that he finally got his win, right? But I feel I still feel like this should have been done on Dynamite. And I think Kyle agrees with me, right? Yeah. Like this was that story that really shouldn't have been on Dark. This should have been a story that went on to Dynamite, that you know, like that underdog, right? So but yeah, I, I agree when when Kyle said because I had thought about it and I was like, well, we don't really watch Dark enough. And again, like I watch, like I'll see some of my favorite independent guys like come on there and then like I'll go watch when I can because I can't always watch. But definitely uh our boy Brandon Cutler.
1: Yeah. I mean You Cutler's said it right. Like he should be on the, it should have been on a dynamite or a pay per view because then not only would it show like who's following Dark. But then it would show to others that are not like, hey, maybe you should be watching Dark because, you know, Cutler is getting on pay-per-view and you're sitting there your going, why? oh, why is he on pay-per-view? What are they making this big deal about his first win? It'll make you go, those people go and watch AW Dark to start following it along. So I think they kind of missed the boat on that one a little bit. Um, but anyways, we can sit there and argue about that all day. Um, okay. This was also tough because, you know, BTE, it has been great all year Um so BT character, I wrestler, but character of the year, this was tough. There's so many to choose from because like so much of what BT happened this year. Like the Bucks were the Bucks, so there's nothing new with them. Um, out of this year we had like Kazarian and the DoYa thing. Anybody was made into a T-shirt, so that was a big character. Uh, Cole Cabana has been like a breath of fresh air ever since joining BTE. Um, but I think because of the second half of 2020, John Silver deserves this Thank award. You. Or, sorry, Johnny Hungy.
2: Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. Because I'm so glad.
1: this whole, like, second half of 2020 with BTE, he's been an absolute star. Ever since, like, Brody started doing the paper thing over the heads, I think that's kind of what transcended him from there. And then him, like, him and Reynolds going out and trying to recruit, and he's really breaking out of his shell since Brody's been gone. He deserves to get BTE character of the year. And it looks like it's just going to continue on. We saw today, I don't know if you, Tiff, you have to go watch it today. BTE sure. today has been amazing. It, like the Christmas Carol. Hilarious.
2: Yeah, I got to watch. It. I didn't get a chance. So I was most of the day. So, but I'll watch
1: it later. He, Matt and Nick called out the dark order. Like you you guys have been basically taking over our show. <laughs> yeah. They called them out. It was great. Um, So you have to go back and watch. And even Matt Hardy cut out like a really, really intense promo too. Um, uh, About like your boys private party. Like they were featured on there about, you know, Matt Hardy stealing the win and stuff. So, it was a really good episode today, but yeah, John Silver, you know, <laughs> he is definitely the, the the character of the year for BTE 100%. Yeah,
2: I agree with that. I mean, again, like I said, you know, I have soft spot for all the indie guys that I've seen and I've seen in person, like, you know, but he has been a character that's completely grown within uh AEW that yeah, I wish there was really crowd. knew.
1: Like, I wish yeah. there was full crowd and they were traveling, because I think he would be so freaking over right now.
2: So good in the ring, and, like, I just love it. But, again, like, the personality, right? You look at him, a lot of people are like, oh, he's short, he's this, whatever. But then to actually start seeing the character.
1: Daniel what? Bryan, he was short, too. And look how over he got. He had his WrestleMania moment.
2: Yeah. So, I definitely, definitely love... Uh, John Silver and you know I always go back to the CZW <laughs> where he was getting stapled with money on his chest and stuff <laughs> like I don't know like that just like I always remember that he's had some him and Chris Statlander had like amazing matches in the independent world so again like I said I've been a huge fan of Johnny uh for Hungie. a while Johnny Hungy started like I just <laughs> like the bits that have just been amazing so it's nice to see those characters play on BTE which is absolutely amazing and it makes You like fall in love with the characters and the people that they are actually
1: are. So fall in love with the show in general. Like BTE, and it's gonna get into our next next category here. BTE moment of the year. There's been so many moments this year, and it's gonna be tough. So I'm gonna list the. Tiff, did you get one for this? I want to, before I list the honorable mentions, did you get all one? All
2: right. Let me let me give you mine. Okay? okay. My favorite of the year. And it's funny because it's like as a whole, like I still love all the bits with um either the Mad Autograph or the chocolate bits that go back even more because those will always play like a soft spot with Scorpio Sky and Matt Jackson. We didn't really get any this year, so I'm kind of like upset about it. But my favorite BTE moments are the dead ass with Private Party and the okay. Young Bucks. Yeah. Dead ass. <laughs>
1: I'm dead ass. Yeah,
2: I love it. My boys, my boys, private party. But like that always just sticks out to me. It's just too funny. I just remember
1: <laughs> Quen's reaction to all of it. His face was
2: great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that was good. My my moment was, and it was recent when it was what John Silver, where where Private Party were trying to get in on their Halloween party, and John yes. Silver comes over. This is a public party. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was epic but honorable we should mentions be on
2: the list. we should be on the list you are on the list yeah. they do not let in lists.
1: <laughs> so here come the honorable mentions and this is going to spark some memories for for a lot okay. of you that don't remember yeah. so the Brody lee paper smash to the head oh my god with those the, even uh, the
2: Sue one where they try to get Sue and then they started laughing, yeah. but she didn't hit him and like, and she dropped it. They're like, no, do it again. Like, but those are the best is when you have like the bloopers and you keep going. Like, I can't do that yeah. shit, but I just die laughing. But like, you can see them cracking smiles yeah. and shit. Like, I love that.
1: Uh, Matt Jackson's barista moments when he was a oh barista. God. <laughs> uh, Nick Jackson's merch freak moments.
2: Yes.
1: Uh, so Frankie Kazarian's dooya moments, obviously. Mm. Uh, Matt Hardy's pause the multiverse. Oh. <laughs> Any time a wrestling term was said, um, the best friends, uh, the whole messing up of Colt Cabana's face, oh god, that whole no. thing. Uh, the BTE putt putt for the belt that went on for the last couple of weeks. That was um,
2: too much. I feel like that was funny I though. About that.
1: Uh, Kenny Omega's quarantine crazy when you had the toilet paper. And he was, like, hugging all of them right at the beginning of COVID. When Matt...
2: (laughs) Michael Nakazawa, when he was in the toilet.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The 200th episode cinematic match between Nick and Matt. That was really good. Um, Hangman Page living in the woods at the beginning of quarantine. Um, Young Buck's Christian AF moments. (laughs) uh christopher daniels the colonoscopy i remember that episode we're like what the hell was that what about the 50 plus that shit was yeah the 50 plus i have that written right after and then uh lastly your boy's private parties the cinematic film that they had week on weekend with the the bear and uh,
2: and i know where that is too so but yeah so a lot a lot of (laughs)
1: stuff happened on bt this year that was incredible and that's why we we preach that you guys, if you're not watching BT, like, you got to get on the BT train. It's so good, and it's so fun. You see another side of the wrestlers that you don't see on TV, and it's so good. It's, like, basically, like, behind-the-curtain stuff. Like, it's it's hilarious.
2: I, again, like I said, you know, these things are important. You don't realize it. That's why I think I appreciate it so much because there's a lot of things as a fan you don't realize. And when you're in it, it's amazing to actually see yeah it re- really is it plays such major roles and that's why like even when i do my indie talks like, i do a lot of backstage stuff that i feel so important that people don't realize and all the work that people put into a wrestling show any promotion even if it is wwe aw new japan whatever it is the indies like you don't realize you don't really realize like what's put in so like i love um that raw yeah. so i really do like bt and the fun the bits and having fun and you know bloopers and the cracking up and things those they're very important and very real because they're they're just like us like yeah.
1: so and uh <laughs> with bt too um oh god i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> yep completely yeah. lost my train of thought there gone Oops. whoop <laughs> yep. um Let's move on. But, oh yeah, it was uh, this episode. So, Tiff, you're gonna see on the it, how? Oh, yeah. No, no. How much we love BT is this this episode tonight? When they're playing the one, you know, like they've been playing these games week on week. So they play this one game, but you can see how lit everyone is if you look at their eyes. Like John Silver is like hosting it because he's the BT champion, and you can tell that they're pretty pretty lit. So it's fun to watch them have fun. You know when you know when backstage and all that stuff. It's such it's it's heartwarming. It's awesome, but. uh Move into this is a cool category. So, debut of the year, like AEW's had a lot of debuts this year, a lot, and it they've had so many big stars debut, they've had uh stars that you may not have known when they debut become big stars, and you know, maybe you do a little bit of research on them, like myself when I do sometimes. And you know, there's we've had a lot of debuts, so I think mine still to this day is FTR debuting at uh on Dynamite on May 27th, which sucks because I wish. We were in full crowd non COVID because they would have gotten a really massive reaction. But them showing up in that old school car, just coming in and just, you know, being FTR and it was just awesome. Like that I still won't forget that moment. It was amazing. Because I didn't no one knew everyone there was rumors that they were gonna do it, but you remember back then, Tiff, we were talking about like, are they gonna go do the circuit? Are they gonna come to AW eventually? It would have been
2: cool to see them go through the independent circuit. Like, I still kind of said that. Like, I still kind of felt like that would have been great and to yeah. make the money independent circuit but i know like matt and nick really wanted this because you go back to those tweets that they were tweeting one day like we're gonna face ftr you know like and it that's like a very memorable they had a good good match yeah yeah they had a great match and it was really really good and we finally got what we wanted i feel like uh they still you know that it was a little too long of a build because we wanted it so bad and because the pandemic screwed it all up that i feel like we could have had a little bit better but um overall it was a really good match that we all wanted and again imagine if we were able like fans were able to be in the building for a pay-per-view for this you know so but again they the best that they can do so but it was really good it is a memorable moment me again like i said this is the reason why um you can definitely see me and kyle where our minds are at so me i'm gonna go with eddie kingston uh Ah. because i just love him on the mic and here's a guy who I've seen in the independent circuit so much and it's just it's so special to me when I start seeing the guys that I actually know in the independent circuit come up to AEW private party and you know Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy and all these names it was so it, it plays such a special role in my heart to see that even like see even the guys going dark that I know like we just saw Mike Magnum the other day on on dark Leroy was on dark like it's so cool to see these guys that you watch that I go to these shows and see these guys live and some of them I'm friends with on a personal level so but again like I said like me seeing Eddie Kingston as much as I did an independent circuit um it was so great to see him come out and be and do what he does best and be on the mic it just meant so much to me as being the queen of the indies and stuff like that I just marked the hell out and I still mark out every time I see him and I get goosebumps every time he does you know a such promo a it's just great you're such a mark I am a mark
1: <laughs> no but uh you want to hear Want want to see how ta- how much time is is flies by tiff that was July 22nd he debuted
2: oh my <laughs> that god feels like
1: yesterday that he debuted that was that long ago like that's insane <laughs> anyway so Matt Hardy is one uh with Brody Lee both on March 19th Uh, Sting on December 2nd, Brian Cage at Double or Nothing, Thunder Rosa on August 22nd, Nero on September 9th, Lance Archer on March 11th. Yeah, Lance Archer was this year, not like in March, the beginning of March when he debuted, uh, which I think was the, the, it was actually the last Dynamite before COVID, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And then Ricky Starks on June 17th. So and then you like you said Kingston as well. I put an honorable mention. Like a lot of debuts happen from a lot of stars that are impactful today. It's crazy what a year it's been for debuts. Um, So we'll get into you know the the big awards. Tiff, the last one's here. Tag team of the year. Let's go. What's your tag team of the year?
2: This is hard because I really (laughs) fucking love everybody, and it sucks because again a lot of ones that probably I would consider like TH2 is really fucking good but we didn't get much of them on TV like I again like I love my boys private party I'll forever have a soft spot for them you know and try not to be biased here you know and again like I love Young Bucks you guys know they're like one of my favorite tag teams but really like I'm still mad that best friends did not take the damn tag team titles I'm really fucking mad but they are so (laughs) damn good and i'm just gonna go with best friends because i really i know surprise right like no
1: because that's my favorite that's my tag team of the year i pick best friends as well really that
2: good they are that good they've had and they're singles but oh my god
1: yeah as much as an unsuccessful year they've had in terms of match like finishes
2: good in the ring
1: they've had a lot of good moments and they've produced a lot of great tag team matches and you're like you said they're that tag team can literally have a good match with anybody. They're like yeah. the Young Bucks. They any Anyone you put in the ring with best friends, you know you're going to get a good match with. And, you know, TH2 yeah. is kind of getting that momentum as well. Yeah,
2: um, they really are. They're really that good. It sucks that we've been missing out yeah. with them or whatever. You like think that. of all the it's matches tough.
1: they've had this year, and I went back and looked at their pay-per-view matches, what big dynamite matches they had. Best friends have had an incredible year this year. and yeah. it's they really have. Even when you include Orange Cassie and the stuff he did because he's part of that tag team, throughout this year they, they've done so much like the Sioux moments yeah. the parking lot brawl which people think it, i've seen people name that as their their match of the year so you know what best friends man for sure tag team of the year now this leads into um tiff changing her headband again but this also leads into um <laughs> faction of the year so there we have a few factions not a lot in aw um i think it's going to be pretty inclusive with our decision here with faction of the year, Tiff, I'm going to assume you pick yep. dark orders the same yeah. as me. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it only makes
2: obvious. sense because inner circle was last year, right? It was the big thing, right? Mm. And even though they're still going, it's time for them to break out. I think a up. I think me and Kyle are on the same boat on, on that stuff, right? That they'd be better because I would love to see Santana or Ortiz break out and have They need division to get back into it because Aiden. they're that yeah. good. They're that good. And, and they're another team that really should be holding the belts as well um so it's like don't forget about them but yeah dark order i think me and kyle really feel the same way about it is because again here it was like they came in we were not on board and like what has grown in the last year has been something special and it's been very entertaining and then we have anna jay who added to it too and like her whole thing which Stu has made a grade and all the little things that have been so important the papers and bte and J wife who I is it, dating
1: 10 by the way, I know. Get idea, out of here. But she's dating. I didn't 10. know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Preston Vance really or whatever happened. his name is. Um, anywho, yeah. Dark, dark war. I mean, I remember Tiff on this show last year, our year in review last year. We said, we said that exact thing that you just said that, you know, we weren't on board with them and they, we hoped that they would have a bigger 2020. Like we thought that, you know, they needed something. And look what happened. You two months later, they introduced Brody Lee. Dark orders on top. They introduce more people to it. the The Beaver Boys are on board. Like they have grown so much in this last year. Now with what they're doing in the last two months, with Brody Lee gone and Johnny Hungy kind of leading the way, and them adding Cole Cabana, like you said, Anna Jay, them trying to get Hangman on board. Like it's been a big, yeah. big, big year for the Dark Order. They finally are what they were supposed to be or what they wanted them to be in the beginning. And I'm on board with it. So is everyone else. Everyone's on board with this. So, uh, yeah. Faction of the year, the dark order. Um, now to our two major awards and ladies first female wrestler of the year. Tiff. Uh,
2: definitely goes to Britt Baker I'm still oh. going. Uh, yeah I know I love Sheeta I do I really love her I really really do but like Britt Baker's come such a long way that uh, um, again like she still needs some in ring work but that's okay but like really like she's really grown and that's what it really made me pick her as you know female wrestler of the year I know you're surprised but well, I, I gave her honorable the- mention I, I yeah I did I, pick, uh, pick Sheeta I think as a whole like when i factor everything that's why i kind of picked her as a whole yeah so like she's been very entertaining we've had some you know um you know she got her own talk show like she's been very entertaining on the mic and again just just her becoming better like you know even her and big swole had a whole entertaining feud and her getting heard and Again, like yeah, okay, she she still needs in ring work and, and that's okay. And I, I do believe she'll get there. I really, I really do. And I love like I said, I love our girl Sheeta. I really, really do. She's like one of my favorite wrestlers. Like wrestling wise, she's great. But like as a whole, character, everything, like I I feel Britt Baker has to take this one.
1: No, I mean, you're right. Like she was a close, honorable mention for me. Like very, very, very yeah. close. Um the only reason why I picked Sheeta over Britt Baker is in terms of w- the path that Sheeta was laid in front of her since the beginning of the year, since winning the world championship, she's kind of taken down everybody in her path. Anyone that she's been matched up against, she's beat and she's defended that title and she's kind of like put herself as a dominant champion. I know it, it's it was tough. It's tougher to become an even more dominant champion because the division yeah. is lacking. If there right. was a bigger division, I think she could climb higher. But because of what the division we have in front of us, I think she's had an incredible year as the world champion. She's still the world champion uh, for for the time yeah. being. I don't know what this whole Abaddon thing is going to do for the championship or if that's going to be it. We'll have to see. But Britt Baker, very, very, very close. Armable mention. Everything that Tiff just said is basically it. She's broken out of her shell. She's gotten better on the mic. Um, she's she's st- slowly getting better in the ring um, she's really coming out of her of her shell, which is a big thing with Britt Baker because we saw how much she was in that shell since the beginning of AEW up to January 1st of 2020. So, good on Britt Baker for doing that. And uh, we'll move into the final one here, and that is the Male Wrestler of the Year. So, okay. <laughs> this is very tough because to my pick, everyone's going to be like, hey, that's the Homer pick. Like, oh, They're like, oh, obviously, Kyle, you're going to pick him. But you have to really think about it. I pick Kenny Omega because of the if you think about the entire year that Kenny Omega has had from becoming a tag team wrestler with Hangman Page, showing everybody that those guys have the chemistry to work with, winning the tag team championships on the Jericho Cruise, having one of the greatest tag team matches with the Young Bucks and holding those tag team titles for a while and defending them like crazy. And then, you know, when he loses the tag team belts, you know, we get the flip. Like Kenny Omega starts to you know, kind of like maybe, you know, transition to that heel. And, he, you know, he battled his way to becoming b- that Kenny that everyone's missed. The the best bout machine. And we saw what's happened now at the end of this year. And then winning the world title at the end of this year. So, he's had the world title and tag team title in the same year. And have, so far have looked good with them. Maybe he's not necessarily defended it enough of the world title. But if you think about the entire year that Kenny Omega has had. I think deserves the 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 male wrestler of the year and I put John Moxley as my honorable mention because it does suck. If it wasn't for COVID-19 and the pandemic year, Moxley probably and most likely would have been my wrestler of the year, but he got dealt a tough hand. He got he won the championship at Revolution a few weeks later COVID hits and he basically was the COVID champion, right? He didn't have a chance to tour around with that belt and go and from didn't city have, to like, city. The- yeah. And and like, really celebrate I, that with the fans, right? He he kind of did it in the, in secluded. So
2: they did what they had to, they, they did the best that they can with the year that they were done. Yeah, so it so. kind of
1: sucked for him. In that sense, like I would like right, image. like
2: I mean, how many times did I say on this podcast, like that Pac should have been the one that took it off Moxley, that that was just something that I just believed in because I felt like Pac is really great in the ring, and now we got Pac back, right? So I mean, I'm really excited for where that goes, but you know, again, of course, we're not gonna have him in t- in the title picture right now, and it makes sense. Like I understand, like where you're coming from with Kenny, and like on paper in theory and like you know kenny omega is one of the best in ring wrestlers he really truly is and again like me like you said like john moxley being your secondary pick right like john moxley like i always say like i was not a fan of dean uh dean uh dean ambrose in wwe no, no, I don't know what the <laughs> hell I was going to say. No, no, but like I just wasn't a fan of him in WWE. It just wasn't believable to me, and like they took John Moxley's character and brought it here to AEW, and I was like, damn, I was like, I really become like a really big fan, and that's what AEW's done for me. Who, someone who didn't like the fact that you're grabbing all these WWE guys and then you're bringing them to AEW, but I'm so glad and it's so refreshing to. Make me get on yeah. that train of these wrestlers. They did the that right way. Yeah. What?
1: They did the right way. They didn't. They, they did do it the right They pushed way. the right people who deserve to be pushed and are exactly. slowly transitioning the right people. Like Miro. Miro a lot of people right. could have said that he would have been pushed right to the top but he's not he's doing stuff with kip he's kind of like right. in the mid card slot and he's going to build his way up and i i guarantee right. you we'll see miro in a title eventually. match one day yeah. yeah
2: eventually like don't throw it down my throat and that's what i always say about uh you know on aep right so now we're going to go into believe it or not male wrestler of the year for me again like you just see what my name is of course Johnny definitely is no orange Cassidy orange Cassidy's really had an amazing year right again I was a huge fan of him in the independent circle I marked the hell out every time like I saw him I was so excited that he signed with AEW and I was like this is great and of course a lot of people do not like comedy acts and that's okay it's not for you for me I was again open mind very differently how I think about AEW and because it's the independent circuit that's done everything to me that made me feel like this so if you really again as a whole when i start thinking about these wrestlers like yeah i already know i've said it kenny omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world i know that i do he really is uh john moxley again he's really good in the ring right but i look at it as this standpoint i want to i want to start believing in these uh Mid car these lower guys, whatever, and I want to see them break out to be something really, truly amazing. But when you think about it, like Orange Cassidy's come a long way, right? Like he was this joke. A lot of people that it's a joke, it's a joke. But in reality, like I know he can truly freaking wrestle in the ring. Like he can give you a good technical match, if the character allows it, you know. So and in the match, like you can have that haha moment and everything. But he's he had some of the best matches with Jericho like, these storylines that that just built him and him being with best friends and just seeing moves that he would do, like, that's why I think, like, he became, like, wrestler of the year for me because he's had, like, career-wise, he's had some amazing in-ring work this year. So, I'm going to go with that. Okay.
1: I mean, we're all entitled to our opinions, guys. You don't have to take our... Opinions as word, of you guys course. can have your wrestlers of opinion. the year. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: what we're asking <laughs> you guys to like. Ray said, Y'all not going to say hangman hey after the year he had, he's another one. But that's why I said earlier, he was the for me, he's had a he big was year break too. Breakout, he yeah. was breakout character of the year because yeah. he's another, he is like you know, he should be. But again, like I said, it's our personal opinions of what we thought. And like I said, like I really do, hangman's hey had a really great year, he has. Um, but like I said, for this, it 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 was just instant thought for me. It was Orange Cassidy this year. So,
1: people are going to be like, you guys are such homers. (laughs) Picking your both. We literally picked both our favorite wrestlers. Of course.
2: Oh, no, I mean, like, I like a lot of wrestlers. I know, we have
1: we have meaning behind our picks, but I'm just saying, people are like, oh, you just picked both your favorite wrestlers.
2: Well, I mean, I didn't do it with everything, because, I mean, I could have said no, best I mean, for team. this pick. I, I could have said private party for, like, best tag team. I, I meant team. for this pick. And I love, I love, I love, I love a private party. I know, I meant they're... for this pick.
1: It's okay, you don't have to explain. I meant yeah. for this pick. <laughs> for male wrestler of the year, we literally picked our two favorite wrestlers of the our, on the AW roster. But we I had, know, we had, like, we have... Um, it's not like it just went kenny omega that's it
2: <laughs> i think like trent's like my absolute favorite though to be honest with you that that's, or like that's, matt jackson that's a because... get the fan
1: of the year for you
2: <laughs> yeah like i love those guys oh yeah get the fan the the, the who, who, husband husband of the Is, year does goes, he win
1: yeah uh, does it trent does he get the get the fan trent. of the year <laughs>
2: ooh, trent gets fan of the year. Ooh, ooh, husband of the year <laughs> uh,
1: poor chucky e. t he gets no love <laughs>
2: Chucky's cutie, you know, but, you know, Trent is dirty hot. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. like <laughs> He's
1: just dirty hot. <laughs> I don't remember. He wasn't – no, he wasn't a meet and greet when we went to Full Gear, was he? I don't think he was uh, there. I met,
2: I met them at All Out when oh, I was. Oh,
1: okay. It I was Hangman, were- yeah. I know,
2: then. didn't we are we talking do we yes we did kyle yes remember we were outside we saw them we were outside waiting we were talking to our friend moose and they walked past us with arch cassidy we said hi to them
1: oh that's right yeah that, then then yeah. kip came out yeah
2: yeah i was yeah. like oh oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and then kip and penelope came out after like yeah
1: do you guys know where so the nearest mall is i don't them. know <laughs>
2: i met them at, at all out when i went to chicago and i
1: was going nuts Kip Oof. man you gotta think of a better thing to do you're coming up to a bunch of wrestling marks from f- from access and then you're like do you guys know where the nearest mall is what i don't fucking know where the next mall is
2: hey you know like
1: he came and said hi that was good right He yeah, comes a lot like, Ugh, are cool. marky, like- re- marky fans gonna walk away
2: Listen, some of them, like, actually know me. Like, a freaking uh, Flip saw me and, like, came up to me and gave me a huge hug. Like, not everybody's going to, like, you know.
1: Yeah, Brandon Cutler, man. We met me, Brandon. Like, Brandon Cutler, though, was, like, the best thing ever. When well, we yeah, Brandon him, Cutler
2: is going to know me and Kyle. Like, well, he, he was so
1: – I remember he was so humble. Man, that guy's, like, the nicest guy in the world. God, we love him. Uh, But it was awesome because we got to chat with him. It was literally just, like – couple of best friends chatting yeah we
2: just hung out with him it was it was such a great this this just makes you know it was also
1: chill too that we i always remember meeting is melina when she was just sitting there with her dog
2: i was like loving it like we're talking about her dog
1: yeah, we went up to her, like, we like we just want to meet your dog. And she, she she was like so happy to like show him off.
2: Yeah. Shoot, yeah, the dog was so happy to I meet mean, Kyle just like th- th- that's what I'm saying a lot of those meet and greets and stuff like that a lot of them are cool. Like I was just having this conversation with Conrad the other day and I was talking about um Peter Avalon when we comment Peter Avalon. Everybody's going up to him doing the shh Tim. I come up to him. I'm talking about freaking wrestling Circus, Circus And yeah. he got so excited. His eyebrows and he went off oh. conversation. And he was like, Oh my God. He goes, I know. He was like, I was supposed to do this and we were gonna do this. And he got so excited that I started talking about like the independent circuit to him. And I was like, I told what uh, I think it was Rob the other day. I was telling him something. I was like, Don't be a mark. I was like, They're mad, chill. I was like, Oh, it was um uh was it sunny kiss i was like i said just go chill like sunny kiss is not cool i was like me and sunny kiss we're, were april we're talking makeup i was like i was like you don't always need to talk wrestling with these guys like <laughs>
1: they, they do enough know? of I-
2: it <laughs> yeah and i was like what was it demolition we were talking about the other day and i was like yo i was like i met demolition with my dad because that was my favorite my dad's favorite tag team and i was like we were talking about food we're sitting there talking like 20 minutes with demolition about food and the diner up the block and all this shit it was just too funny
1: <laughs> anywho Ryu, what a year it's been for aw 2020 hopefully 2021 fingers crossed The pandemic starts to slip away and we get, you know, back in gear. But, you know, we do have faith that AEW will put on a good show, regardless of what's happening in the world. They're still going to put on good television that we've got, especially through this pandemic. It's been a big year for AEW. A lot of big stars breaking out. They've done so much in terms of developing and getting better producing television. And I cannot wait for 2021. It's going to be a massive year. Um... Like, I think a lot of, like, uh, the the lesser-known characters are going to have a bigger year, especially, like, Darby Allen, guys like Ricky Stark, Sammy Guevara, um, Miro, Kip Saban. Like, all these guys that are, you know, kind of, like, in the back full are going to get a big year, I think, coming up in 2021. So I cannot wait uh, for that. And I can't wait for the plans that AW has. I'm sure Tony Khan is constantly thinking of, like, of ways to improve it, and he has stuff in the, in the back of his head to do. And, like, this whole thing with Don Callis an impact is like huge. Cause we're eventually probably going to get a impact versus dynamite type of match. Or if they're going to do it, they're going to just pull the trigger and do a whole event. That would be cool. Like a one-off, like, you know, you don't have to have storylines. You have like Jordan grace versus, I don't know, Sheeta, or Jordan grace versus, um, Brett or Nyla, like somebody, you know what I mean? Just like have like random matches put together just for the sake for having a super card. That would be really cool. I, I'd be, I'd be down for that
2: i don't know if it's gonna happen but you know it would be great like the possibilities of i don't know who
1: would complain
2: out. how don't wanna,
1: you don't need storylines
2: like, i don't want to get my hopes completely up because yeah. i feel like it's just gonna be like a kenny omega angle and um which is gonna be great but we'll see what happens Yo, and- they're doing
1: their awards on tomorrow and the first award they announced was wrestler of the year i guarantee you they give it to kenny omega <laughs> Don Callis presents it to Kenny Omega and the whole roster just gets like pissed off. <laughs> I guarantee you that's going to happen. Guaranteed. That's going to be like the end of the show. So again, and that's cool too. That they're making us watch impact. Like it, it, this partnership is great um, that they've done with impact. But uh, other than that, speaking of schedules and stuff, guys, we're currently technically, this is the first of our, of our two holiday schedules. If you guys, I'll put it up on the screen for you guys today. We're doing the AW year in review show. Uh, As for next week, uh, our regular scheduled programming, our AEP on Thursday nights at 7 will not be happening. It will be on Wednesday right after Dynamite, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time uh, to give us a little bit of time to set up and everything. And then we'll talk about Dynamite uh, right after the show. So that will be Wednesday, December 30th. Um, So that is our holiday schedule. Also, we announced our AEP anniversary. And that's right, happening January 14th in the year 2021, the new year, and that is at 7 p.m. It'll be a Thursday, January 14th, Mean Tiff's two-year podcast anniversary on this podcast, so AEP turns two. You guys are not going to want to miss that show. It's going to be a jam-packed show because of this big thing here, a fan contest. Yes, we're having a fan contest during the show. Uh, Make sure you look out. There's going to be a phrase that's going to go up on the screen during the show at some point. Uh, once you see the phrase, you're going to want to follow us on Twitter at AllElitePod. Uh, in a private message, uh, DM us the phrase that you've seen, and a random winner is going to be selected out of all of them. I'll probably do a randomizer. I'll take everyone's name, and I'll do like a live showing of the randomizer picking someone, just so that it's fair. And then a random winner will win a $100 gift card to ShopAEW.com, courtesy of our one of our patrons and our good friend, Ooh. Buddy, you have no idea how much that meant to me and Tiff for you to do that. Thank you for donating that and for, for you guys uh, for using it as a contest prize. So one hundred dollars shop AW gift card goes to the winner of this contest happening on our AEP anniversary show. Yeah, yeah. So guys, make sure you're following. You're following the podcast at All Pod. Follow myself at Real Kyle Masters. You can follow Tiff at Loves to Dream eighty two. Again, all links are located in the YouTube description below for you guys to follow. If you're listening on the go, head on over to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on the No Holds Bar Network. You'll see the All Elite Podcast. Click it. You'll get all the links in the description of every podcast we have on there. Tiff does a bunch of other podcasts. If you don't know, she does Under the Ropes, where she interviews indie wrestling stars. She does indie talks, where she does a lot of independent talking on there and does like behind-the-scenes footage. Um, so it's, it's a great way and in a wrestle form where she interviews a lot of uh, podcasters and such in the wrestling community. so a lot of cool stuff on the network make sure you're also subscribing to our patreon little as one dollar gets you a lot more content exclusive podcasts that you won't find on the network as well and uh, gets you instant access to our uh, our contest. So everyone as a, as a patreon member pa- that patreon member right now, English Kyle is automatically entered into the contest, which is funny because Kilroy kind of donated the prize. So, again, we got to find out from him if he wants to be included. But uh, Bob Culture Podcast, you're included already, and our boy... Mm, Graham. Graham, that's it. <laughs> it's also, included already.
2: <laughs> Kyle ran a sale on the Knowles Bar
1: Network. Uh... That's right,
2: I totally forgot the sale. It's a week sale Kyle, right the now. Sale, the sale, Kyle, the ah, sale. The
1: sale,
2: 25% off with AEP. Yeah, so if you
1: guys didn't know, we have an NHB Network store where we sell stuff. <laughs> and we sell it, stuff. There's some stuff on there. Uh, but we're having a holiday sale this week. I'll put up on the screen for you guys right now. Holiday sale, 25% off our merch right now. You head over to our Teespring store. The, the link is down below in the YouTube description if you need to find it. Click where it says NHB merch. It'll bring you to our Teespring shop. There's sweaters on there, tank tops, Um, Mugs, mugs, stickers A bunch of stuff with the network A lot of cool designs on there You can use the code NHB25 on checkout That's NHB25 You'll save 25% off your order For this week only It ends at midnight on Christmas Day So um, get in your merch right now With 25% off Yay Woo Mm. Yay Anywho Rehu, it's about to end the podcast now, about an hour and 25 minutes in. But uh, thank you guys for watching. If you're watching live, thank you for participating in the chat to all you beautiful people. Make sure you are hitting the like button, you're hitting the subscribe button if you haven't, and sharing on social media that the All Elite podcast is your number one home for all AEW related stuff. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for downloading. I'm your host, as always, the self proclaimed greatest host, Kyle Masters, always joined by my co-host the evp giggles the heartbreak chick and the queen of the indies most importantly that's tiffany (laughs) wishing you guys a very very merry christmas i'm gonna say merry christmas not happy holidays merry christmas we'll see you guys on the 30th and as always we're going to bid you adieu so goodbye and good night bang